Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast from the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. Every Tuesday, we taste test the newest vegan products, discuss the latest vegan news and answer your questions on everything from nutrition and supplementation to recipe ideas and dealing with negative backlash. Every Thursday, we speak to some of the leading names in veganism, from doctors and scientists to vegan chefs, celebrities and authors. Head to your platform of choice to like and subscribe and stay up to date with all the latest episodes. You can also listen to us on your smart speaker or on YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a review to help spread the word and help others on their plant-powered journey. In today's episode, I chat to Heather Small from M People, a band that had huge hits in the 1990s, including Moving On Up and Search for the Hero. She's got a tour coming up and she's been vegan for around 30 years and she's friends with Dr. Suni Patel, who's a gut health expert helping her to get in shape for the tour. They're both great fun. Have a listen to what they had to say. Heather Small and Suni Patel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Suni, you've been on the show before, haven't you? Back in, way back in series one, episode 10. How are you? Yeah, it's uh, look, I'm amazing. It's great to be back on. I think it's fantastic. And thank you so much for having me with a wonderful guest as well this time. It just it's nice to show the full circle or the development that I've been on and the journey since I spoke to you last. And it's always nice to speak to you, Holly. It's oh, thank you. Amazing. Bless you. Heather, so exciting to have you on the podcast. That's very kind of you, Holly. You were kind of the soundtrack to my youth back in the 90s. Um, Okay, I don't feel old or anything, Holly. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. You were also my soundtrack. No, no, I I just, I I love being people's soundtrack. It's an honour, a privilege. Honestly, moving on up has been in my head for like the last week since we arranged the interview. I'm just like 
stop <laughs> it's just so catchy I've had I've had dustbin men sing that song to me out on the streets it's really it's real proud please I don't yeah it is so you've been vegan for like 30 years is that right that's right you know I, I I've um I decided uh, on seeing a video clip of um, dolphins and how clever they were. A friend of a friend took me to another friend's house and um, they put on this video, that's how long ago it was, about dolphins. And they were just so intelligent and so smart. And I just made a little pledge to myself uh, inwardly that I would never eat another animal again. So um, I didn't want to say to... uh, to the children, to our, to the, to our offspring and the generations after us, that uh, and the adults where all the animals were left to turn around. I, we ate them. We <laughs> ate them all. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could have absolved myself from some guilt, Polly. Yeah, sorry about that, kids. <laughs> yeah. What was it like going vegan back then? It was not easy. It was not easy, especially when I travelled to Europe, places like Germany and France, that. Um, you know, meat is the mainstay, meat and cream, especially yeah. in France. And I was there, um, well, it was before the pandemic, and I was in the south of France, and there's restaurants now with vegan dishes, and I thought this is how far we've come, that you yeah. can get a vegan meal without having to request it <laughs> in advance in yeah. France. <laughs> well, you know, there's also a Michelin-starred restaurant now in France. First vegan Michelin-starred restaurant in oh, France. We will have to definitely visit, Doctor. Yeah, indeed, we shall. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fun trip. <laughs> oh, we always have fun. <laughs> oh, so how do you two know each other then? Oh, uh, a friend introduced us. The, the the wonderful Sunita. Yeah, I was going to come up with a convoluted story that um, I was stalking you. Oh, okay, we go I, we'll go with the more kind of kind truth. Of con- with conser- the more truth, we'll come with the, the less fun conservative answer, which is yeah, we have a mutual friend, Sunita, which is like it's just nice to kind of say all these names, isn't it? Especially for me. So, <laughs> Sunita was hosting a party, and she'd kept it as a surprise and quiet that Heather was attending because Heather is an idol of mine. And Heather suddenly turned up looking glamorous as ever. And I was just completely quiet and besotted and fangirling for a good half an hour. Also thinking, you know, when you're idle, you realise that they're so human. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, like, I don't know how I can speak to a fellow human and <laughs> right over food. And you made a promise to me that very evening. Yeah, we, we got on so very well. And then I found out he was a vegan doctor and that he'd really done some research. And, and I said, you know, we've got to do something together because we just laugh. We just laugh. And, you know, Sunni is very informative in a way that's not too formal, that I think everyone can grasp. And so I wanted to uh, unleash my little baby <laughs> onto the world. Yeah, just, you see the mentoring there. It's because I have a memory of the goldfish, even though I'm really good at my B12, my iodine, nobody, and my omega-3. Nobody wants to hear a doctor's got the memory of a goldfish. Trust me. But this but, is Sunni, we need to move forward. This is, this is why I make it informal. If I can remember it, everyone can remember but we have so much fun oh, right oh, yeah we do we, we do. do we do and and you know Sunny loves to cook mm. and that's not my well I used to cook really a long time ago but I don't anymore so it's nice having friends who like <laughs> to cook and especially vegan food it all works so wonderfully exactly yeah you need friends who can cook well 
Um, so do you live nearby then and kind of have dinners at each other's houses and stuff? Well, we, we both live in London, and so it's not too far mm. a, a, a trek. And, and I, I came over today to 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 do this podcast with with Sunny, so that we could be together, we could bounce <laughs> off each other, and uh, yeah, I just I feel I feel good in his company, and that's always the, the the best remedy for any kind of day. You know, just make sure you surround yourself with people that make you feel good. Yeah. And he has cooked for me. He has cooked for me, and and that was t- and that's tasty. So you know, I'm not pushing something that I don't believe in or that I I would need. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been nice because when we met, unfortunately, that big C word came about, and we had lockdowns. And Heather was so you know good. you've got to quantify that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means coronavirus. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I'm like, what? Anyway, well, that's a different podcast. Oh. Um, <laughs> And One I shan't be participating. I have to say, when we met Heather, Heather, you know, she is a woman of her word and testament. When she said we need to work together, she goes, I just want to kind of show the world what you're doing. She, you literally kept on messaging me, right? And I felt so bad because I was like, I can't meet you here. I can't meet you yet. I can't meet you yet. And nine months later, we finally met and we've just been enjoying food and frolics and just having fun. And, she, you know, Heather has this amazing energy that helps me as... A kind of someone that's a custodian of information and the scientific information, but cooking, she brings this wonderful energy to the kitchen where it just allows me to bring kind of the love in the food and she gets to taste it, of course, and enjoy it. There's always an incentive, Polly. Always uh, an incentive. It's like the perfect partnership. I want in. Oh, it, it, honestly, it, it does work so, so very well. Yeah. So very She's well. the beauty, I'm the brains. Oh, no. I don't know about oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I was waiting for you. To, I was waiting for me to jump to, in. <laughs> no, he's the beauty and the brains. We've got a problem, Ollie. He's the beauty and the brains. God. You're mental. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about because you've got a tour coming up, haven't you, in March? And this I um, have, and that was one of the reasons that I wanted to. Um, hook up with Sunny as well because I want uh, everybody knows when I go on tour you know it's like like, I get on it like a prized fighter optimum weight eating the right foods because touring is not an easy endeavor at all you know you go from place to place and um, I won't have um, catering on because it's not such a big tour so I won't have catering on this tour but I'll have um things that will be maybe pre-made for me by Sunny <laughs> but 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 he knows I've got a sweet tooth so yes. like good protein bars and you know things that are flavorful and sometimes involve chocolate holly so um and, and I and and I thought to myself I like to start early so I want to get fit and healthy and it's not just about looking a certain way it's all it's internally being a certain way and um Sunny is an expert on that because he had some health problems himself so I'll let him explain that so I knew that I was in the right hands so it was to be inwardly and outwardly fit and ready for the tour because you know I'm I'll be by the time the tour comes around I'll be 57 I mean I love what I do and I am fit and healthy but you know we've got to help ourselves to make sure that um, I know I won't live forever, but what it is is that the time that I have, I want it to be as healthy as I possibly can. Yeah, well, God, you do not look fifty-seven or fifty-six at all. Um, so, Suni, it was Crohn's, wasn't it, that started your journey? Yeah. So I had Crohn's in twenty seventeen, 
Um, I think I had the symptoms a good five, six years prior to that. So I had the severe symptoms, weight loss, going to the toilet, the cramps, the fatigue. And then fast forward, actually, you know, things that have changed since you and I last spoke, Holly. I was hospitalized twice during lockdown 2.0 and I was admitted into hospital. Yeah. And so I have to say, and I think I may have said this last time before I think when people have chronic illnesses it's always that why me complex and it's quite easy to go down that why me kind of rabbit warren but kind of working with people like Heather and actually finding my kind of healing through hurt with food I kind of feel like it chose me now and even the two episodes I had in lockdown it's made me kind of re-emphasize what I do, rediscover my passion. As a consequence, I left work and I've kind of now decided to fully focus on coaching, on catering and working with, you know, beautiful people like Heather, where we talk about it's not about, you know, preventative aging or reverse aging or anti-aging. It's about just leading and living the best fulfilled and healthy life that we possibly can. And I 100% agree, food is one of those main vehicles that allow that and it's it's helping me I feel fitter I'm not cured you know we always talk about you know diets and things aren't cures or treatments for chronic illnesses but it you know is a definite way of helping me lead and live a much more quality and balanced life so this is good and it's great to be able to just show different recipes Mm. Um, Heather is really pushes me in terms of the creativity um aspect you know she'll say well I like an avocado but I don't want anything else that everyone else eats so we try different things we've cooked things with plantain that aren't necessarily what you would normally eat with plantain um and you do love chocolate but we've started getting Heather onto things like cocoa nibs so you know getting the kind of the, the true kind of organic element of cocoa and the good elements of cocoa it's, it's, it's yeah. all right the organic um goodness of cocoa but when it when it reaches 85 <laughs> percent, i have to tap out holly it's, uh, it, it, you know I, there's some things i'm a little bit set in my way but when it comes to the chocolate yeah there's not negotiation yeah but um, like I said, you know, everything else I'm willing to try and, mm. and, and Sue's forte is the savory. So, you know, we, but I will get him making some, some sweet stuff. You had the cocoa nibs when we did the baked sweet Yeah, that was good. And that was good. Cause it, but it was in a savory dish. No, the cocoa was in that baked sweet plantain. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm having an old lady moment. Yes, I, rem- I remember, because, Doctor. It's because it was an 85% cocoa. Yeah, that's it was, yeah, yeah, but luckily it was mixed in with stuff. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that stuff is bitter. I mean, it's not, that's not sweet in any way, is it? No, and and, I, and, I, and and call me old-fashioned. I like my chocolate to be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Do you find... Obviously, you've been vegan such a long time. And, you know, the changes you've obviously seen over the years with what's available mm. must be mm. mind blowing. Are you yeah. do you feel like your diet's worse because you, there's so many temptations out there now? Um, I wouldn't say it's worse. I, I would say that it is uh, varied and that you could you could allow yourself to slip into um, fast food mania if you allowed yourself. Yeah. But I think I've been doing it for so long. So there's things that I have and and I will buy certain things because there's certain soups that taste good to me and that are vegan. And I do like a soup. And and Sunny's given me um, a recipe for um, corn chowder. So I do like a soup. But I think that it's like everything. You 
everything in moderation. You know, I, I don't think to myself that I'll ever say, oh, everybody knows I, I, I love me a plant vegan burger like anyone else. And I have the fries. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how daring I am. So, um, so you know, it's, I, I think sometimes people think that they have to change everything all at once. And that's no, I, I'm a realist and it, that works for me. And But I'm saying that even if you can dip in and out and mm-hmm. look at these recipes and find the ones that suit you and work for you and taste good for you, that even if you do this once or twice a week, then you you build it up. So you don't, because the minute that you say, I'll never have this again, you you crave it 24-7. Mm. So I think you've got to be kind to yourself and allow yourself uh, an easier transition and, um, and, and you'll get there. I have to say that you're very good in terms of you are in tune with your body, unless you just like to be kind of really particular with me which you may like to just crack the whip in the kitchen with me but I have to say no you are very good in terms of you all say look you know what it is yeah I'm a woman of experience (laughs) (laughs) I am a wise woman and I don't fight what's good for me or what makes me feel good and sometimes you know certain people it's just like I've tried so hard to engage with the blueberry it don't work for me (laughs) So I try and find an alternative that works for me. I mean, if somebody puts them on my plate, I do try and have a few because I know they're very good for me. And I'll be honest with you, that's one of the things that I'm going to try and get into because they're so good for you. Mm. But I can't just eat it because it's good for me. And so, you know, like I said before, when we, it's about, it's also about taste. It's also about taste. And I grew up with like my mother's cooking, which is very flavorful. You know, and she would do, she'd do from from uh, rice and peas to quiche. And wow. it was, always, and it was, yeah, when I was younger. And it was always, it was always with her flair and, and flavour. Mm. So I'm just used to that. And and I love homemade food. And I love, Suni, a homemade cake. <laughs> just just uh, putting it out there. <laughs> Come on, Suni, go and get your penny on. She knows she'll get it. But the thing is, it comes with certain, you know, how Heather was talking about how her mother has her flair. I think we learn this from coming from migrant backgrounds. We always put our flair Mm. on dishes, Mm -hmm. you know. And so if you're going to have a cake with me, it's not going to just be a chocolate cake. It Mm. will have some other things. It may have some cardamom. Mm -hmm. It may have your dreaded blueberries. It may have 86%. Dear, I'm not I, sure about this I cake. Do, all of a sudden. I do a cucumber <laughs> and chocolate cake. Yes, but the thing is, when you say, "Look, everybody's used to having carrot cake," and yeah. nobody says "er" anymore, so you True. understand that you can put vegetables in a cake and it's going to taste mm. delicious. So I'm not afraid. So. Okay, good. So cucumber chocolate cake. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of? Let's in on the secret then. What kind of meals do you both eat on a daily basis that are really healthy and good fit for our guts? Do you want to go first or shall I go first? So I'm going to come up with this very convoluted, complicated daily life of sunnies and then you feel bad about what you eat. <laughs> no, ne- never going to have No, I know. Never going to have So for me, it's, it's about ensuring, you know, when we talk about gut health, I think it comes across as though it's this kind of ivory tower pinnacle of well-being and it's unattainable and it isn't Mm. it's all about making sure we get enough fiber and plants so for me a typical breakfast is things like an overnight birch muesli 
or porridge and I make sure to add extra so I'll add like toasted seeds I do like some cocoa nibs in there I will say Mm. um you know or sometimes it's a berry bowl so some soya yogurt homemade granola and just packed with lots of fresh berries because you're getting all the antioxidants the polyphenols and the fiber lunches I will say I'm very much for like salads and soups but not these kind of locale salads it's like I really love one tray baked salads I'll do a lot of root veg and we're at perfect season right now where we get the abundance of root veg and just like a simple tahini dressing dinners I have to say I'm a comfort freak so I like things like shepherd's pies and kind of pasta bakes um so that's the sort of thing i'll do but i'll make sure i add lots of vegetables that's me what about you and what i do is i try and get as many invites to suni's house as possible <laughs> after breakfast, breakfast <laughs> so <laughs> i have a i have a i always have fruit i always say fruit first fruit first and because and I, and I do like things like uh papaya and mango and things like that i do um but um, lunch is usually it is usually soup, and in the evenings it's something light. But um, I'm I am also partial to a vegan shepherd's pie. Oh. I, I mean, you know, I grew up in England. I'm, you know, it's like <laughs> I remember my son. My my son was younger, and I said to him, he said he's, he's gonna, he was going to go and cook in his pretend kitchen. I said, what are you cooking, son? He said, rice and peas and fish and chips. And I said, okay, son. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you know what? I hate shepherd's pie. <gasps> Holly. So, sorry to offend you. <laughs> what do you not like about liked shepherd's you pie? It's so mushy and bland. It's just like... Um, it's just okay. like oh. Holly, you need to have my shepherd's pie. Honestly, it's packed with like miso, lots of umami, oh. herbs, green lentils. I do Some a fish. baked... I do a baked topping, so it's a roast potato, swede, turnip, and celeriac topping. Lots of flavour. And lots of nutritional yeast, and the gravy is to die for. So bland and shepherd's this is, pie. And, this is, and this, is, this is what we're trying to bring to people. You know, so the, and you're talking about the, um, the average version, but, um, you know, Sunni is not average. <laughs> Is no average cooker. Yeah, miso. That's such a good idea. Mm. I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a yeah, go. Mouth-watering I mean, already, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting hungry. Miso and dried shiitakes. Just rehydrate them. That's my them. favourite mushrooms. Right? Yeah. Shiitakes are brilliant because they're full of highest vitamin D source from mushroom perspective. Right. But they also, if you use dehydrated, the, the leftover liquid you can use as the stock. Yeah. So there's well, no waste. Yeah. So, that. That's the basis yeah, exactly. of your soup. So you Gosh. see, you've got some tips there, Holly. You're going to have to send us. Actually, I'm sure last time we spoke, we spoke about cucumber and chocolate cake, and you were supposed to send me a photograph of you cooking it. Oh, did you sorry. try it? <laughs> yeah. So now, is there any point in me saying try the shepherd's pie? <laughs> like a year later, and we're back on. Should yeah. Like, what uh... would you recommend? <laughs> Oh, Sydney, I'm so sorry. I just don't bake. See, I don't have a sweet tooth, Heather. I'm oh, all right. about, I'm, I have to force myself to eat fruit. I'm all about the savoury. Like, mm. give me like breadsticks and a dip or like, um, I don't know. I've been, just been sent this most incredible cultured vegan cheese and I just cannot stop eating it. It's all like made with like truffles. It's come such a long way. It's oh. come such a long way. Yeah. I, I mean, know. when I first had vegan cheese, I mean, you could barely cut it, much less, <laughs> much less melt it. <laughs> and now you can get pizzas, vegan cheese pizzas. And you, you can't tell the difference. I'm like, yeah. So like I said, you know, this is why, 
uh, you know, the whole refreshing and, and and regrouping and getting back out there with Sunni to to, to uh, really challenge ourselves about how we can we can we can do the best we can with all the, the ingredients and the new the new products out there. What do you say? Your... I say so many things. <laughs> like, what in particular are you talking your, about? You're old school. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm old school, and, and Sunni's new school. And we'd just like to blend that. And a yeah. lot of people would probably think on the kind of um, kind of the facade of it all, it looks like, oh, well, how, you know, how would someone like Heather and I get along? But that also goes to show that the power of food, that you can connect and actually... The what learning... I'm trying to say, if, if you couldn't cook, I wouldn't speak to you. <laughs> probably, probably. But also, I think, you know, when Heather talks about her experience with vegans, mm. and what I love about you, she's not pious in any way, because sometimes I bring this kind of, uh, I'm very apologetic, you know, when she says 30 years, and I say, well, I'm, I'm just nearing my two-year anniversary. And she's like, you know, congratulations, well done. This is why it's nice, because you can show me your learnings and we can talk about your experiences and kind of bringing that flair. And it is a blend of that school and generational thinking. Yeah, so this intergenerational, yeah. um, and, and like we say, come from immigrant backgrounds, mine's African-Caribbean and she's Indian. Yeah. So, you know, we've got that blend as well. That's just So you, they, you're never going to get bland food. Never. 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 The only thing that's bland in the kitchen is the washing up afterwards. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> when I have to do the washing up <laughs> afterwards. There's a dishwasher. Oh, don't feel sorry for him. There's a dishwasher. <laughs> oh, I love it. So have you been developing recipes together then in preparation for the tour? So we've done some. So the way that I work is that I, especially even with my clients or some of the celebs that I've worked with, I always say, what are your favourite ingredients? And I use that time to create bespoke recipes and also then showcase particular recipes by revamping them. So Heather's love was avocado um, and plantain. And then I've added some extras like banana blossoms, trying, trying to show Heather things that, one, we may not be used to in either of our cultural cuisines, mm-hmm. but also yeah. showing, like, for instance, our love of soup or sandwiches or things like how to use banana blossom and how to use things like seaweed for iodine. But I think plantain's been a winner. We've done quite a few things with avocado. Yeah. We've done these... Um, um, planting nachos, yes. which were really good, I have to say. Nice. And then the soup. So, um, you know, Heather's very much into soup. So, she And that's the thing with Sydney, you know, he, he, he's so creative that, you know, I could say, well, I like these things. And, uh, and some of them, you know, like planting has been something in avocado from my childhood. So it has good memories. And he'll come up with something that he hasn't, hasn't, um, done before mm. and and that's not easy <laughs> not yeah, no, continuous I think it's because I think both of us have quite similar personalities we're quite type a and we kind of almost have attention deficit this is why we're so hyper so if I had to cook are the you same saying as- I'm hyper <laughs> yeah you are hyper. <laughs> um, I think we get bored easily yeah we do and I think if I kept on cooking the same dishes oh, it's yeah. monotonous for me but I just feel like I'm not serving anyone any justice and this is why it's nice and you've got me. that in a in a creativity yeah, and flair exactly. so if you don't you know people bring out their creativity in different ways mm. and Sunni's definitely through 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 uh through the kitchen is artistry as a, as a chef thank you yeah so most of the recipes we never try it's the first time and I always say it's the first and only time and if it tastes great amazing if it doesn't tough on. you still eat it <laughs> 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, but so far we've been lucky. Oh, but... no, no, no. It's not that we're lucky, it's that you're good. No, thank you. But on, I think the, it's... on the pain of death, Polly, yeah. on the pain of death. <laughs> it goes back to, I think, the migrant kitchen. We've been brought up about that central aspect of cooking. You know, my mother never tasted the food that she ever cooked. Oh, really? Yeah, never. And I never do that half the time. I and always that's one of the up... difficulties for me, because when I cook, I have to taste the food. Yeah. And then by the time it goes to serving, I can't eat it. <laughs> because you've been tasting it. Tasting it too yeah. often. So I've learned, the, the, I've learned the art of smell and texture. And then oh, sometimes, yeah. depending on the audience, I will try it if I feel that they'll critique it. I've never had to taste it before I've served it to you. I feel like we have a good energy. So I'm like, you're going to eat it anyway. That sounded like a threat, did it not? I shall remember that. You are going to be cut healthy and you are going to eat this And you're going to enjoy it. So have you started the kind of gut healthy diet now in prep for March or are you sort of dipping in and out of it? Yeah. Um, I would say that I've started. I definitely have started. and But like I say, you know, it's everything in, um, in, in, in stages. So I haven't just like thrown out everything that I've eaten or done before. And, and, I'm, and I'm quite healthy because mm. um, uh, I've, I've got certain size clothing and <laughs> I'm not buying any more, Holly. But I'm not changing sizes, you know, and it's not about the diet isn't it's about healthy diet. It's not about being on a diet mm. because, yeah. you know, this and this is the thing for women, you know, because we all come in different shapes and sizes. And I come from a background whereby, you know, size 18, size 20. I mean, there was nobody saying that you should lose weight or that you were unattractive or that you wouldn't be asked for a dance. In fact, those were the women that got asked to dance first. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's totally different. It's about being healthy. It's about being mm. it's about being fit. And, 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 and it's about it's about shape as opposed to um, weight. Yeah, yeah. I completely for me, it's you. about shape as opposed to uh, weight. And that's the approach that I bring to what I do. And when I coach clients, we never use weight as a measure of success or a goal setting. Oh, I haven't weighed myself in years well, that's and years the thing. and years. And I always say to people, I never kind of use the word diet. If we look at the scientific sense of a diet, a diet is what we eat on a day-to-day yeah. basis. And when I use the word diet, that's what I mean. Exactly, exactly, right. So whenever we do this approach, it's about what are we doing just to kind of become more of a gut-healthy lifestyle and approach. And Heather's amazing anyway, because it's not like we have to kind of change everything so drastically it's mm. just about adding particular things or showing a different way to be kind of creative and that's what yeah. gut health's about being creative with the foods that mother nature give you and provide for you so that you can enjoy being gut healthy yeah and and for it to be tasty <laughs> that you that you are going to enjoy it this is it it's got to taste good there's no no bland shepherd's pie here holly no. Good. I don't know what's happening in your house. You will not live that down, girl. <laughs> yeah. I only cook it because I've got children who like that sort of comfort food. You like bland food. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I avoid, you know, if well, I've got no choice. Yeah. I've got no choice. <laughs> if I'm going out for dinner, that's the sort of time I would. Oh, do they, get, they get they get for dinner. They get bland shepherd's pie. Yeah. I see how it works yeah, in your house. Yeah, but they love it. They love it. <laughs> oh, they yeah, love and, it. And, and, and they're young. So, you know, you have to introduce these things gradually to yeah. children. Yeah, especially my son. He, my, my daughter's vegan. She's been vegan as long as me, like four years. Um, oh, she's 15. She? She's oh. 15. So, um, so that's brilliant. But my son's nine. So he's struggled with it a bit more because he's like, I don't want to eat animals. 
but then of course we go to the pub and there's a, I don't know a chicken burger or you know and he really wants to have it so I think he does struggle with it he says well you can't be, you can't uh be pious with your children and things like that you you know they've got to come to the decision and I although I did break my stomach uh, as a vegetarian Brilliant. but he's no longer vegetarian brilliant he's no longer vegetarian oh, no. That's all I'm going to say on that subject. <laughs> I think it's the potential approach, isn't it? I think it's so much nicer as a child, I feel, to be vegan or vegetarian now because of the abundance of choice. Yeah, you never feel left. You never feel left out, and that was no. the thing before. You know, you felt left out because you couldn't have cakes, you couldn't have sweets. I mean, you can even have jelly sweets now. Whereas, mm. you know, when I started, everything contained gelatin, yeah. so I I didn't touch any of those things. And, and yeah. I think that's it's not even just that. Uh, for a healthier diet, but then there's there's so many allergies as well. Yeah. So it, it's it's nice. It's it's a, it's it is a better place for children, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, no child wants to feel like they're being left out. And then no. you know, even you can you can they can have they can have burgers and fries as well. Yeah, yeah. You literally, know, literally anything now. It's um it's amazing. It is. Um, salty caramel chocolate. I had to get that in. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Well, she's sending subliminal messages to, but they're not subliminal, they're direct messages <laughs> via the medium of this podcast and you, Holly, because she's hoping that you will kind of play to my emotional senses and feel sympathetic to her cause. And she'll be like, Oh, now she'll want salted caramel miso chocolate brownies. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that good. Sound good. Yeah. Yeah. With an avocado, avocado chocolate frosting. Yeah, I'm in. Just invented your next recipe. Brilliant. That's right. That's See? Good. That's why you got to keep pushing, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, sugary things. How, what impact does sugar have on gut health? Is it sort of, you know, the big enemy? Yeah. So look, I think there's this loaded um, misconceptions around sugar as a whole, the same way that we have around salt um, and carbohydrates, for instance. Everything in moderation, you know, now you you may have seen, Holly, that people are talking about free sugars and non-free sugars. And I always just say sugar is sugar. Mm. And we've got to be really conscious because, you know, we are in a state and we're in this world now where we are in, facing kind of health epidemics around diabetes, obesity, mm. and metabolic mm. syndrome. And sugar is one of the and causes. And a lot of Caribbeans Exactly. A lot of the diabetes. ethnic minorities are suffering with insulin resistance, etc. Mm. So we do know sugar has an impact on long-term chronic health and conditions, but it does also have an impact on gut health, particularly if we use things like, you know, these artificial sweeteners. So for people that have IBS... Those. You know, for those with IBS, one of, if they're on a low FODMAP diet, one of the kind of um, instructions or guidelines will be to reduce artificial sweeteners because it does aggravate the gut microbe and it creates what we call gut dysbiosis, which is the favorable element of the bad bacteria. And that's when we start noticing, especially with people with chronic conditions like IBS or IBD, if you're eating overly sweet foods or artificially sweetened foods, you start getting a worsening of symptoms. So it's definitely there. The science is is, is evident in, in the impact of sugar has, but we shouldn't also discount the fact that there's natural sources of sugar. You know, fruit. You know, now everyone's talking about well, fructose is bad, but fruit has fructose and free sugars, and 
we shouldn't be discounting the value that fruit brings to a diet and how it can help us to achieve the 30 plant points. So I think it's about moderation and balance. I'm not saying stop eating sugar, but just look at the quality and the sources of sugar. We don't want unrefined sugar. We don't want processed or artificial sweeteners, Mm. but try and look for natural um, sources. And again, don't overdo it on the sugar, which is the same way. You wouldn't overdo it on salt, for instance, Mm. right? So it's the same thing with sugar yeah because sometimes when i want something sweet or something i i will have i will have a mango yes yeah, you and you've got to be conscious that also i, I don't want to go down the full food science of it you, you look at mango you know when we look at our south asian or um kind of ethnic minorities we lean on very particularly sweetened foods like melon yeah. mango and we've yeah. got to be conscious that if we're at an increased risk of diabetes you don't want to be adding foods that have a higher glycemic index and load because it just means that it's going to build up that insulin and resistance and insensitivity and so it's it's about balance as like i a, say everything in moderation yeah. Yeah. because you know laugh at me because i'll take one square or two squares of chocolate and then like well how do you have that kind of discipline well it's because then i can have one square or two squares later another in day. another day so you know yeah <laughs> another I, day but yeah another day it's a good approach i think we sometimes feel that um if we have to restrict that and a lot of people when they have health conditions feel mm-hmm. that when uh, doctors advise particular food plans or restrict you know reducing certain things it becomes restrictive mm. but it's not it's about embracing it knowing why you're doing it and also saying actually if i'm only going to have a slice of mango today at least i'm allowing and affording myself to have another slice tomorrow and in the future to come but lots of foods are naturally sweet it's retraining mm. the brain mm. and also our gut to actually appreciate that we're not so reliant on particular kind of sugar heavy foods so it does work and the science is that it does definitely affect gut health in a in in a negative way if we kind of overload ourselves with sugar yeah what about things like maple syrup and agave i never know whether it's agave or agave look i think they're good and if you look at like for instance the low fodmap diet um you know they do suggest using sweeteners or sweeter sweetener alternatives like agave and maple syrup there's nothing wrong with them again i think if people are saying well if i'm not going to eat sugar i shouldn't be eating anything you're not again doing yourself any service because we still need some levels of sugar anyway we need glucose to function we need it as an energy source we need it for good brain function um and so you know in my kitchen i use maple syrup as my main source of sweetener i think it also just adds that kind of smoke you know that kind of oaky flavor and i like that it's very much like that but there's no there's no discounting using those it's when you start going to like the sorbitols and the xylitols Mm. anything with all at the end (laughs) you know because you've got to think it's a polyol and that's what's fermented or not fermented in particular individuals in the colon which causes that excess of fluid which then creates that dysbiosis so it's knowing your body knowing what works and what triggers you and then having the balance do I eat some processed sugar? I mean, hell yes, I do. But I don't eat it every day because I know I'm not going to feel great. Yeah. And, and I think you've got to choose what you're going to have. Yeah. I wouldn't have um, uh, like five different types of sugar in a day. Mm. You know, I would say to myself, like people ask me, do I want certain things? And I say no, because I, and I say, because I'd rather have 
two squares of chocolate when I get home. I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes it's as basic as that. It's like, do I have that or do I have that? And sometimes I always say to my son, it's not instead of, it's as well as. But when it comes to certain foods, sometimes it's instead of. Mm. And you've got to think to yourself, well, I have that. And, and it's just a maturity of eating and um and it is about your optimal well-being. And like you say, you know, do I have chocolate? Do I, I do, but not in most probably the quantities. I mean, some people might laugh at the quantities I have it in, but that I have it and I enjoy it when I have it. I think that's the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. It's the hidden sugars as well and things like alcohol, isn't it? I know you don't drink. And I don't alcohol. drink. But that's the thing. I don't drink alcohol or anything. So my sugar intake will be the squares of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, not so you're all right. Anybody. It is the hidden sugar. I think, Holly, the point is, um, to Heather's point as well, it's about optimal well-being. It's not about restricting. So if you if you are going to go for alcohol, you know, balance it out in terms of make sure you're staying hydrated. You're not going on that binge. And actually, there's more lower alcohol equivalents now. And I think with time, you know, the market's becoming more educated on what the needs are. And I think we're, we're going from this vegan um for for being vegan to now understanding for vegan for health yeah, as yeah. well and i think once and I think we that's start been a turning point it, agree and i think once we start noticing that the market will respond and you'll start noticing an evolution even in the alcohol or the hidden sugar market and people demanding saying actually i don't want the emulsifiers i don't want the additives i don't i want a better source of sugar in my foods and i think it's training yourself but it's the same thing with the salt movement. You know, there's a psychology with salt and our taste buds. If you keep eating a lot of salt, your you taste buds it. become immune to it and you oh. crave it. Whereas if you start weaning off, you'll start noticing when you eat something, you'll be like, that's a way salty than what I used to have before. So I think it's training and understanding really and still rewarding yourself, you know, as you say, with oh, your yes. 86% chocolate. <laughs> Oh, I could talk to you guys all night. I'm gonna well, have so to could we, but we need to. We, up, otherwise, we yeah. have a we have a we have a kind of restraining order. Otherwise, people will think we talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> then people think that already. You know, to me, it's like, <laughs> and I frankly, I don't care. <laughs> you got to go and start cooking Heather's dinner now, soon. Exactly. Thank you for the nudge, Holly. Thank you. <laughs> Go on, and the, apparently the legendary brownies. <laughs> Don't forget the frosting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, um, if anyone wants to find out more about Suni, you can head to Dish Dash Deets. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, indeed. Recipes are up there and you're going to start seeing a lot more from Heather and I. So follow us both on Instagram, Dish Dash Deets and Heather Small M people. Is that brilliant. correct? Something like that. <laughs> There's only one Heather Small people. Uh, there is. Only there one. is. Are you going to lead us out with a song, guys? I, I, I am not. Yeah. If Suni feels the urge, then Suni, come it. on. Come on. What would you like me to sing? Oh, God, nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> you were jesting. If you want to hear me sing, Holly, I will tell you this. I do a regular weekly section on BBC Radio Stoke. And this week I did do a little bit of a soiree. Um, on Frank Sinatra's Love and Marriage, and I changed it up. So if you want to hear it, you have to go on BBC Sounds. Not that's a plug. That's uh, the only time I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, okay. BBC yeah, Radio Stoke, right. I'll, yes. I'll Google that. Yes, Wednesday, so it will be up now, so you can hear it. And then you can message me and let me know, Holly, whether I should take I just hope you haven't lost us, folks, with that. That's all I'm Probably saying. Probably have. <laughs> 
people switching in their droves, I tell you. Oh, gosh. Thanks. Thanks for the confidence. Welcome. It's been so nice to have you on. Thank you so much Thank for you. taking the time to chat Thank to you. us. Heather, good luck with the tour and the so um, cutting out the sugar and, you know, being super, super gut healthy. And super fit. Yeah, it's coming along, I can tell you. Thank you so much, Holly. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to those guys as much as I enjoyed chatting to them. We really did have a good laugh. Um, Molly and I are back on Tuesday and we're going to be kicking off our exciting Christmas reviews. We've been busily taste testing all the ranges from supermarkets, including Tesco, Morrison's, Asda and many more. So tune in to find out where you should be shopping for all your festive treats and dishes for the big day. See you on Tuesday. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.